What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the Play Some Video Games podcast network. I don't really know what that means, but that, that's what everyone says, and we're just going to keep going with it. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me, of course, the Firestarter, Twisted Firestarter, Mr. Lucas Rose. Hello, I am I am the Firestarter. Twisted fire starter. See, now I think tomorrow I need to listen to Prodigy. You're right. That's myself. You're absolutely right. I actually listened to uh, one of their, well, I say newer, newer than that song anyway. Um, it had a, all sorts of strange techno music to it or whatever you want to classify it as. But they were kind of out of out of the scene by that point. It seemed like I don't know anybody else who listened to that particular had like a song called Memphis Bells on it um, and some other things. And I don't know. It was because like, I listened to a, a recent one. Not re- once again, recent is relative here with them. Not that long ago. And I need to find the album. So I know what I'm talking about. It was maybe in the 2000s. Invaders oh, Must Die was the album I listened to recently. Oh, okay. All, always Outnumbered, Never Outgunned. So that was the one before Invaders Must Die. That is the one that I listened to quite a lot. 2004-ish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they were like, you know, different at that point than uh, oh, yeah. Carter and some of their other ones. So Yeah. I guess yeah, that's what the years will do to you. I guess so. I mean, Invaders Must Die was actually pretty decent. I think I was I was pleasantly surprised. So, but yeah, I just I just wrote that down. I literally made myself myself a note that when I'm working tomorrow, I'm going to go ahead and listen to the Prodigy. <laughs> do do always outnumbered, never outgunned, and then tell me what you think about it. Okay, always outnumbered, but never outgunned. Okay. It's great podcast right here. <laughs> that goes for all of you. There, now we can. Yeah, everybody, everybody, you need to listen to that tomorrow and report back for next week's episode on your thoughts. There you go. What yeah. was your favorite song and mm-hmm. why? Yep, exactly. So, yep, sounds good. Um, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing mm-hmm. all right. You know, it's it really is still setting in, sitting in where it's like, what day is it? I don't understand. Like, if I didn't podcast, I don't think I'd know what day it was. Yeah, honestly. And it just keeps, it's almost like jet lag where it just keeps increasing where I'm going like, is this Saturday? Oh, I, it feels like a Thursday. Whereas like last week it was like, is this Saturday? Oh, it felt like Friday, you yeah. know? And it just keeps going. And then soon I'm going to be like one week removed and then I'll just be in the past. Like, wait, it's 2021 now. Like I don't think it was Christmas yet. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I, the weird thing was, today at work like some, something similar happened like i was on a conference call i was like on four conference calls because i mean for those who follow in the discord stuff like that we had another reorg with my work i'm completely fine i'm actually now like i think in a weird sort of way i've been promoted but not really like just in title but i don't actually have anybody like 
reporting or anything like that because mm. we now report closer directly to an executive. So ipso facto, instead of like one manager in between my manager and them, my manager just reports directly to them. So we all kind of got lifted up a level because of that. Wow. Uh, well, the, the ones of us that are still here. <laughs> yeah. um, but I was on like four conference calls with like the leadership team today and they're all asking me about different uh, subjects like Kevin, you do this. Tell us what challenges you have here and what enhancements we can make and explain this. And that's like, I'm the, I've become kind of the subject matter expert for what I do for my entire team. Um, but I was like on all these calls. And one of the guys was giving an example of how like systems process flows works. And he's like, well, you know, as we complete things, the data uploads overnight and you don't see it in the other system until the next day. She's like, so, you know, for instance, if we went ahead and did something tonight and put it through, it wouldn't show in the system until he's like, well, maybe it would show on Saturday, but I think really be Monday because it doesn't go through in the weekends. And I was like, what about tomorrow, Ben? And he's like, no, like I said, it might be there Saturday, but we wouldn't know. I'm like, Ben, today's Thursday. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Where am funnier. I right now? Right. And it's funnier because he's British. I don't know why. Just the accent when they, when they <laughs> slip up like that, it makes it 10 times funnier. It does. It does. Yeah. I love the um, British. Yeah, so I'm, I'm with you. It's all a blur. And, and same thing, like, I just feel like every day I wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go sign into work, regardless of whether or not it's the weekend. So like, I just feel like that's my routine. Like, every yeah. day I'm just going to be on conference calls and meetings all day, regardless of what day of the week it is. It doesn't matter it, anymore. It's like Groundhog's Day, except for it's a whole week and every day is exactly the same. It's just the name that changes. By the way, I wanted to tell you that your job, the, the career that you have chosen at this, at your job place is the battle royale of all jobs, because eventually you're going to be the only one left and you're going to be the winner, winner, chicken dinner, and you'll have a whole company to yourself. Hey, I mean, it could be worse. I'm the battle royale guy. So I, I guess you're right. It, it makes sense. But that should yeah, have I been mean, what they were asking you about is uh, how we win this. Dude, it's it's just insane because like when I started with this job, I've been in the same role, even though my role has changed because of these reorg things. But like when we started, we were a team of like 25 and I was the newest person and they only hired one, two people after me and this other kid that got hired at the same time. So I'm still one of the newest people, but there's only four of us left. And I'm kind of seen as the leader role, even though two of them have been there for many more years than I. And the other guy was the guy who got hired after me. And it's just kind of like I've been thrust into this pseudo leadership role, which is not really a leadership role. So it's kind of just weird because they just come to me and like, Kevin, well, now we want to do monthly trainings, teaching the business lines how to do these things. And we were just thinking that you would do those. Oh, okay. Like you comfortable with that? I'm like, I mean, sure. When when we rolled out this program, I, I was doing trainings every every other week for four months with these this people, and they'd attend or they'd not attend. Like, well, do you have the documents you use to share and show people and do the trainings? And I was like, eh, that's not how I work. I actually just walk them through it. Like, I'll, I will pull it up on my screen. And I will show them step by step what to do. I was like, and after doing it more than twice, it's all just in my head. I'm like, I don't need to reference something as I'm going yeah. through these things. PowerPoint or something. Exactly. And sure enough, they're like, well, we need a PowerPoint because let's say one day you win the lottery and you're gone. Nobody knows how to do what you do. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to keep it that way. No offense, but <laughs> exactly. That's called <laughs> security. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. They were trying to trick you. That's what it was. Yeah. I'm you sure get was. Very paranoid and start acting in strange ways. Leave uh, not physical traps, but like, you know, little traps along the way. It's like I say, it, wouldn't be, it can't be physical traps. I'm not going back to the office. So I'm just I'm just staying home. <laughs> yeah, I've told, I've told them that, too. I was like, I just don't think I'm coming back anymore. They're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I've pretty much proven I can do this entire job from home. So I think I'm just going to stay home. 
Nice. There's a lot of there's a lot of that in the world. I'm just like, why aren't why weren't we doing this before? I don't want to see. I didn't want to see the pizza guy before. Now I don't have to. Today we ordered pizza. Leave it on the door. Yep. Well, he screwed it up and actually handed it to me. That's put it in your mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it wasn't even pizza. It was. Uh, it's like, how'd you get my mail? I don't understand. But uh, yeah. He, he really did screw that up. He handed it to me. This is contactless. But anyways, it, all of this is, I think it's positive changes for us to all live underground as mole people and never have to see one another. Yeah. I, I told him, I was like, I'll just, you know, I, we have team meetings every other week. I'll show up for that. You know, I'll, I'll drive in to go to the meeting and I'll drive back home after because I'm 10 minutes away from the office. So I was like, what you make you th- make you think I would be here every day, but I literally have no purpose to. So unless something happens where my job role changes where I don't, where I can't do it all remote. I'm like, there's mm-hmm. no reason for me to go in anymore. So, you know, oh, well, <laughs> still getting paid the same. I get to stay home. Exactly. Now I need to work out some sort of budget so I can upgrade my my area here and get another monitor. Although Devin's supposed to send me a monitor eventually. But I, I have realized I need a bigger desk now. So yeah. you know, I have the giant mouse pad you know, that covers basically the whole desk. I have, you know, the camera here everything's kind of set up the right way i've got the green screen now i got a ring light that came in today that's that's why you can see kind of shining there so i got a ring light i was like i'm just realizing i have no room on this desk i was like it needs to be wider so like you need need a battle station like the c-shaped desk with two desks on either side and you just are buttons everywhere dude i I had one of those we're totally way off topic this episode (laughs) but oh well this is where it's going when i was in high school and uh, and in college for that matter and i was doing you know computer programming is what I was doing when I went to college mm-hmm. website design stuff. I bought myself one of those giant L shaped ones. Yeah. And this thing dude was completely massive. Like it had cabinets built into it. Um, oh. I ended up having my computer like would be here and there was like a cabinet that actually housed my printer, but it was so big that the printer would actually be behind closed doors. So you wouldn't see it. I had a pullout drawer from my scanner back in the day cause they didn't make things one unit. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of like stuff here, stereo with speakers all over the place. And then like to my left, I just turn this way and my TV would be right here. And all my video game consoles would be right there too. So it was like, nice. And I never had double duty. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, but we're here to talk about video games. So I would turn this way and play video games. So let's talk about some of those. Cool. Um, let's get into what we've been playing. Uh, you go first. Okay. I can do that. Uh, so one day I decided, hey, I have the steering wheel. I should probably use it. Uh, I think it's hey, because, I, yeah, it's, it's it's right over there because I used it, baby. Um, one day I saw a really cheap uh, flight joystick thing, uh, Logitech joystick on Facebook Marketplace. And I was like, you know what? This is like 10 bucks. I'm going to buy it for uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Oh, and uh Cause like I said, I'm super excited I, and I have no idea why, but I am for that game. Um, and so that was like the best of both worlds. And then I was like, you know what? I have a steering wheel around here too. And my son likes to play around with it as well. Hmm. So we, so we hooked it up and uh, I remembered I had gotten some racing games uh, or at least one racing game in a humble bundle, probably, or something like that. Yeah. And that is the newer grid uh, from 2019 and I, I liked the other two, the older grids um, from, I think there's two of them from uh, days past, like I think 2010 around in there. Um, mostly because a lot of them were street cars that I, 
I pine for even though. Yes, exactly. Yes, I desire them. Uh, I would never name a streetcar desire. That's a terrible name. But uh, yeah, so I was familiar already with the series and thought, you know what? Why not give it a shot? And I don't know too many people who play racing games, really. Uh, Fourth yeah. being kind of the bridge between uh, people who don't really play them. Uh, that seems to be the go-to. Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, calling Mario Kart racing game is a disgrace. It's only the uh, best racing game. But yeah, you and Seth are kind of the only ones that really gravitate towards racing games of different varieties. I mean, I think Seth beats you because he plays, I think, all of them. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's literally his role at gamesreviews.com is if there's a racing game, Seth <laughs> automatically gets that racing <laughs> game regardless of what console it is now because he's got them all. But yeah, he, he I get like he sends me the reviews to post for him. I'm like he's like my uh, ghostwriter, I guess, on them. I don't know why they never give him access, but it looks like I'm writing these racing reviews, but I'm not. Uh, um, but he just send them to me randomly. Like I didn't even know he was assigned it. I'm just like another racing game. He's like, yeah. I was like, I didn't even know they made this many. So <laughs> yes, it is a very uh, deep genre if you really want to go uh, into it. But I think him and I are different racers too because I just oh, enjoy yeah. kind of driving. I think he actually likes it as a sport. Whereas I just yeah. like to go fast um, for whatever that's worth. So I booted this up and was playing it. And it, it's a, it's a bit interesting because now they have events based on sort of the car type that you will be racing and you can choose any of these, um, any of these events at any time you want really. Yeah. Uh, so there's probably eight, rows or so of different events and then you have all these different columns that you unlock so you might do like the first event of jdm tuner cars or whatever so like japanese domestic uh, yeah. vehicle and then that will unlock the next one in the series and so you're buying cars for these still which kind of surprised me because it kind of seemed like you were just going to unlock the event and then uh pick a car i didn't even know if you had a garage anymore at this point based on the layout that i'm seeing mm. um but this career mode so i thought okay uh but mostly it just consists of you doing these sort of themed races another one was like muscle cars so not too far out of what uh grid has been it's just it was much more open at the very beginning. You could pretty much do any type of car that you wanted to. Like, for instance, the um, sort of younger uh, mini versions of the F1 race cars. I can't remember what they're called, but they're they're kind of like mini F1 racers. Um, sort of the juniors is what I'm trying to say of F1 racing. Uh, that was unlocked right away. Whereas I feel like in in past it would be kind of something that you would lead up to yeah, or yeah. Um, touring cars or anything like that. So the more legitimate racing sports stuff, as opposed to just street racing. Now, is this, um, this is the, yeah. So this is the one from 2019. Yeah. So I'm seeing something here that I didn't know was in here. I, I like to hear your thoughts on this. If you've come into it, there's a nemesis system in this game. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, it is not quite like a shadow of war right. door where uh, they come back and uh, challenge you to a duel. But uh, yeah, if you bump into somebody enough, you will be given a nemesis and uh, you get points for like beating them and that type of thing. So that actually is pretty cool because that gives you uh, access to some more things to do within a race, as opposed to just trying to get a podium finish. You might suddenly 
actually hate your nemesis because from what I've seen, there are people who will run into you and run you off the road and stuff like that, especially when you get all grouped up and into a corner or something like that. Um, I haven't noticed too much of it as a feature. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody would be surprised to see it because I think other games have done it. So calling it a nemesis system, I think makes it cooler. Yeah. It really is because I, it doesn't seem to carry over or anything uh, oh, okay. from what I know. Uh, it just kind of stands for that race or series of races as you uh, complete events. So uh, another thing is that when you, you know, when you're playing a racing game and it shows you on the track, like when to slow down and the best yeah. racing line and everything, uh, I haven't played a racing game in a while, but this one is 3D. So the more that you need to break, it turns red, but it also gets higher off the ground. So oh. you can actually see it. And as somebody who's playing as uh, in as the cockpit view with a steering wheel, it's kind of nice to see that actually like come up higher so that you can see it coming off the ground. You know that you need to break. It's just another thing besides color and uh and whatnot to kind of tell you, Hey, you need to slow down because obviously I'm not sitting here learning all of these courses or anything right, that would right. take way too much time. Yeah. Um, and every car handles differently. I mean, you're hopping in and out of cars uh, frequently and uh, different power ranges and brakes and going from street cars to race cars uh, is a very big change. So there's a lot of different racing in here and it all kind of feels Different enough that it it mixes things up, but similar enough that it isn't so jarring that you're feeling like you're playing a whole nother game. Overall, I, I have some pretty positive feelings about it. I'll probably go back and uh, play some more of the different events, but they're not so varied that you're seeing a, you know, auto truck cross racing or whatever you call it, motocross racing, off-road type stuff. You know, it's all kind of street cars and racing and then on up. So now in contrast to that, the other game that I tried playing because what I was missing from Grid was a more, I don't want to say story based, but more of a career mode where you're playing a racing season that you are tallying up points and getting races where you want more consistency, right? Right. In, right. in Grid, you're trying to get a podium finish. In F1... 2018 i believe which is on uh, game pass for pc you have a typical race season so you're more looking for consistency you want podium finishes but you're also not going to um be in as much trouble if you have a bad race or if your car has an issue or something like that now i have no familiarity at all with f1 other than open wheeled racers cars go fast you know that type of thing iron man too Iron Man, exactly. <laughs> Literally, the uh, that's all I knew was uh, this was a thing. I thought this was about Iron Man, not racing. Um, so I, I don't know. For some reason, I just felt like playing the game. And so I booted it up and uh, was very surprised by the robust career mode that they have. I mean, you're going in here. I didn't even do a race, honestly. I did a lot of qualifying laps and stuff because – I I guess this holds true in real life. You have access to the track as a team, right? So you play as the driver, but you're also talking to the team and you're giving input about what needs to be adjusted on the car by driving hot laps, basically around the course that you're at. So I probably drove the first course 
maybe six times, um, you know, for like six laps Hmm. doing different things where they're like, all right, go drive this out for three, for, for three laps in these conditions. So in this case, it was, you choose the tires and we're going to give you enough gasoline in the engine or in the tank for three laps to simulate a qualifying experience where you go to qualify for your position in the race. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here going, what is going on? You know, like, why do I have to qualify so many times? I thought I just qualify for my position and then race. Yeah. But no, like there's all of these things that you can do to tell them, hey, this is what needs to be done to the car. And then it changes it for you or you gain some kind of advantage during the race or whatever it might be, uh, you know, angles of the wings or what tires to use. I don't know. Red shells. Exactly. Red shell, blue shell. Um, green shell, you shell. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, it vast difference from the more arcadey uh, grid. And through through like actually driving, I was very impressed by how the cars feel. I mean, they're like glued to the road to a certain standpoint. Considering you're going like 150 miles per hour, then slowing down really really quickly to go right. through some hairpin turns, and then immediately accelerating back up. It's crazy. Uh, I feel like in other games, when you accelerate too hard, you start losing a lot of your grip and everything, but because these are made to race, like tuned to race with such speed and go into these corners and break so hard that it feels like a go-kart compared to actual car racing where you're in a, you know, I play a lot of time in grid. I'll, uh, use the actual car that I have because it it's stupidly amusing to me, but um, you know, that's a sports or that's a street car and it doesn't feel like a go-kart like this does. So uh, there is, there was quite a big difference in hopping in and playing this, even though I'm on the same steering wheel, same computer, whatever. Um, yeah. It was amazing to feel that difference of speed between those two racing games. So very big difference between the two, even though they're both racing, uh, both very uh, impressive games. Honestly, I don't think grid has much on something like Forza though. Right. It has a much larger appeal. You can do a lot more customization and stuff, but for something that I got for a humble bundle, it's pretty good. Uh, and it, it fits that category. And it's like, a third of the size of Forza Motorsport five or horizon, whatever it is horizon. Um, so, cause that's like 90 gigs or something crazy like that. And this is only like 20. So I'm like, okay, I don't have to delete five other games. I'm in the middle of to be able to play this. So <laughs> F1 2018 on the other hand was like 50 gigs. So, Oh God, there it's, it's getting bad. So, but there you go. Racing, racing. If you're not first, that's right. A little shake and bake for you, Lucas Bobby. Um, so I've been playing a game that I can now talk about without (laughs) (laughs) worrying about dancing around issues. What a what a lead up three weeks of like, dude, tell you about this. It's a ghost of Tsushima. That's that's what I'm playing, and I still am not done with it. Uh, I thought I was going to be done Monday. And then it kept going a little bit. And then I thought Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely nearing the final battle. This is where the story is going. And then today I hit that point and it opened up a whole other section of the map. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, 
this isn't over yet. Okay. And I, uh, so for those of you right away that sound like I'm concerned with it, I'm not. Uh, I absolutely love this game. Uh, you can read the review on gamesreviews.com, give it a 95 out of 100. Um, wow. It is, it is phenomenal. It is so well done, so dripping with authenticity uh, of everything uh, of the time period in Japan culture and samurai culture uh, that I am enjoying it. I just keep thinking the story's over and it keeps going a little bit further. And, and the, I'm not going to talk necessarily about the story because I want people, people haven't played it yet. I think tonight as we're recording is when people can start being able to play it. Then um, the story is not anything that's like, it, it's a very well done story, but it plays out very much like a movie. Like, you know where this is going slight twists and turns along the way, but overall it's a very, you know where this is going to go story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the gameplay loop, the environments, what you do, what you can do throughout it. That really makes this game uh, great, you know, from the sword battles that are just, so epic so you have um options when approaching your enemy now the samurai way is you attack everybody head on you know with honor so on Mm -hmm. and so forth so you can actually go up to a group of mongols or bandits whatever you'd be facing and you press like up on the d-pad and it will do a standoff where uh jin sakai your main character literally goes come and fight me like he just yells for them to just come like he's hiding he just comes out like you know come and get it okay and you'll face off and you'll have to hold down the button and you have your sword up and your opponent will be facing you and they draw their sword and they wait. And when they charge at you, you release your button and you just strike them down with one hit. If you time it right, nice. if you time it wrong, they almost kill you and you have to like heal on the go and, and, you know, start the battle. But as you develop your abilities, you can chain that face that standoff up to three times. So you'll call them out and a group of people will surround you and you face the first guy, you do the same thing, and the second you strike him down, the next guy will come running at you, charging at you, oh. and you have to time it again just that he's about to strike you, and then you do it one more time a third time and you take down three people. And depending on how good you are doing that, you actually will intimidate any other opponents that may be there, and they may like, stumble and trip and fall back <laughs> as you can then charge them and take them down like while they're you know regaining their balance or whatever. So it's just a lot honorably of, honorably honorably that well way. and that's that's the thing with the story so and, and once again not a secret because this was all in the trailers like the whole ghost of tsushima is because your character ends up gaining that moniker because he has to do things not by the samurai code in order to save his country save his land and save his people mm-hmm. so he adapts this ghost by using fear and terror to sometimes take down his opponents which is not the samurai way at all and some people will clash with you about that. And some people will encourage you to do what's right for the people. Um, but yeah, there are fear tactics that come into play later on um, without giving too much away. So there's definitely different ways you can attack everybody and, and you know, have it done. But certain things are forced a certain way. So I guess what you would call boss fights. Um, occasionally you run into Mongol generals or other samurai or other people that you have to face off and you will do a traditional duel. So they typically put you in this great environment that looks almost always like a circle. Uh, but there's like there's great ones like by waterfalls, by, you know, in, in the corn field, the wheat fields rather than you see everything like blowing in the wind. And you just kind of face off mm-hmm. and it's, you know, you stand at odds with your opponent. Now, in this type of match, you can't use any of the ghost tactics. So there's no throwing knives. There's no, um, you know, smoke bombs. There's nothing like that going on there. Um but you will go head to head and actually have to sword fight the entire time. And that's when the combat sticks to strictly being able to dodge, being able to parry and being able to just out swordsman your opponent. Basically Mm -hmm. Uh, those are just done and they literally look and feel like you're watching a clip from a samurai movie as you hit those things there. It's just, it's, it's such a good game and it's, 
as much as people talk about how Assassin's Creed has come so far in the last couple of years, like Origins and Odyssey and what people are, that are looking forward to Valhalla are seeing, this, you know, Sucker Punch came out and did this on the first shot, this kind of game, and freaking nailed it. Like, it has the authenticity more authentic than Assassin's Creed has been, um, you know, lately, especially with the whole, like, you know, taking Greek mythology and Egyptian culture, you know, the gods and stuff like that, all the, all the weird things. Like, this stays very grounded. Like, your characters, like, the people may believe that there's demons and they'll talk about things like that, but your character is basically like, well, I don't think it's a demon. I think it's a bad person. He'll go out and find it and, like, dispel the whole rumor of, of the mythology piece. So they keep it very grounded. Um, but dude, it's just dripping with authenticity so well. And, and yes, there's lots of side quests to do and there's lots of collectathons to go on, but most of them give you a reason to do so. Like, you might be able to equip. Uh, more charms, which basically act as combat buffs that you would attach to your armor. Mm. So if you have like the certain one on, you'll be ten percent faster, or your archer, you know, your archery skills will be improved by five percent damage, or stuff like that. Um, or you get different um, armors or hats or bandanas that all have different purposes. Sometimes just cosmetic, but sometimes they actually have a purpose to it that are upgradable as you as you go forward. But one of my favorite things, just kind of comment on, it, is is as you get different armors, you can upgrade most of them like, you know, three, four, five times as you do, the armor actually gets considerably cooler. So oh. you can get like Ronin armor, which is, you know, drastically different, you know, straw hat kind of thing, mm-hmm. drastically different. But as you start upgrading, it goes from like your hat is really ragged with holes into it to like just this boss, like, you know, really defined Ronin thing with the cloak, with the those wide pants they wear that the Ronin have. Yeah. Those types of things there. And like, as you upgrade your armor, they always get cooler. So the, the different masks, the different samurai helmets, all that kind of stuff is upgradable as you navigate through the story. So cool. yeah, it is, it is just super cool, man. It, it's such a great game. And I mean, it's crazy that at this point where, you know, PS4 is packing it up, getting ready to move on, you know, PS5 is coming out that two of the best games this generation just dropped two months back to back with the last of us with this. It's, it's completely mind blowing. And and I've kind of said this before in different podcasts too. Like I find the console generation jumps to be sometimes unwarranted. Like we're all excited. We all want new consoles. Like, don't get me wrong there, but I really feel that the developers don't push the limits of what the hardware can do. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw that with The Last of Us, and we see that right now with Ghost of Tsushima. You know, Last of Us 2 had my PS4 going like a jet engine. We all, you know, know how loud those things are. Ghost, I didn't have that. Like, it never kicked in, so I get really loud with the fans. It's just been a great experience overall. You know, very minimal, like, hiccups. Like, sometimes you'll have textures, like, during a cutscene, like, somebody will go to touch something, and you can see his hand is a couple inches away from what it would actually be. Like, you're petting your horse. Yeah. Just over it sometimes. Like, little things like that happen, but in a giant open world environment, I know you're going to have some occasional glitches, but it's not, it's not like Fallout level of jank or anything like that, that you or Skyrim. Like, it's nothing like those at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just so well done. Such a great game. So, anybody that was sleeping on this game, um, actually much like I was up until actually having played, I was kind of like, well, if I get to play it, I'll play it, but I'm not excited for this game. Uh, having played it PS4 owners, you, you should not sleep on this one. Get it, play it. It is incredible. And it will fill in your gaps for the rest of the summer until like cyberpunk drops. So nice. Yeah. I mean, you've got me pumped for it. I really want to play it. So, so good. So good. Um, but yeah, that's it from me as far as what we've been playing. So what do you say? We, what do you say? We answer some ridiculous questions, Lucas. Let's do it. Let's All right, coach. It. We need the messages. All 
message for you, sir. First one comes in from BMOX81 in the Discord. All of our questions came from Discord this week. What next-gen console would you advise to get with no affiliation allegiance to either Sony or Xbox? So you're coming up to somebody, Lucas, who wants to get into gaming. Mm -hmm. What are you recommending, Sony or Xbox? Well, there's two ways to go about this, I think. So I need to know this person well. Sony or Xbox. (laughs) Yes, well. Yes, yes. so my question to that person would be like, are you, is money an object? Is money the problem here? Because you have a very good uh, deal going on with Xbox right now where you can get Game Pass and you can you can buy uh, an Xbox and set it up and get your Game Pass. Boom, you've got a whole library of games to play. On the other hand, if you're somebody who's looking for experiences like Ghost of Shishimi's, then then, you know, I'm I'm in that boat. I missed out on these uh, a lot of them, anyways. And so I would be able to say, look, if 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 you asked me which system had the best exclusives, I got to go with Sony. So it's kind of edges out. You know, for for most people, I'd say those exclusives are so good that it kind of Game Pass. There's you're not going to play everything on Game Pass, right. right? They have to cater to a huge audience. But with Sony and their exclusives, man, most of those games are worth buying one a month, basically. You know, so it just kind of depends I, the edge goes to sony in this case if i were to like if i said they said what would you buy then i would have to say sony that's pretty much what it would come down to so that makes i fun. guess sony i guess i guess i i couldn't agree with you more like you said it's spot on it's like okay well you know if you want really great you know first party games exclusives you know great narrative adventure games then sony's the way to go yeah, uh, if you're looking for that value proposition, nobody can touch Xbox right now, and there's additional reasons why, which we'll get into in a little bit. But it's just insane what Xbox does. So it's, I guess it's really just it depends on that person, like you said. If it's like just this, I hate to even use like these general tropes, but if it's like a single person, they're not big into multiplayer games. They're more like, hey, I just use this as a release, like almost like watching a movie. I like to play video games. Then yeah. Sony might be the way to go because they're much more intimate. Uh, you know, engagements that you get to go on these these narrative-driven stories, whether, you know, The Last of Us 2 and going with Joel, uh, Joel and Ellie or, you know, Sakai and, and Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man. Like, these are all big cinemagraphic games almost. You know, Uncharted, yeah. like all these things. Like, they're, they're an adventure. Uh, so if you're into those kinds of games, you cannot compete with Sony there at all. Like, any of these Sony exclusives, God of War, uh, Days Gone, like all the stuff here, even the worst of them, I think, beat almost every if not every single xbox exclusive that they've done every first party xbox game has been worse than all the sony ones in my opinion, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, but game pass you're right you have that variety so if, if you have a household or you're into playing with your friends or other people then i think xbox has the edge there so i i, I can't say definitively if i could only buy see i'm in a weird situation because like if i'm weighing this option i currently am if I have to buy a console, which one do I get? I have game share with Donnie, so our investments are, you know, basically buy one, get one free with our games. Like if I buy it, he gets it and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I have that on top of the game pass, but 
these Sony stories are just untouchable. And I, I, I wouldn't, I can't imagine not being able to play the next Spider-Man game, the next, you know, infamous, the next, whatever comes down the pipeline. Like those are just so good. Yeah. Uh, but if I didn't have that game share aspect with Donnie, I think I would still go with Sony like you and say, I, I, I do not want to miss on these, miss out on these games. I find it so amazing that people can have just an Xbox and then say, I, I'm okay with not playing these games on Sony. Like, I, I'm okay with that. Like, I feel like you, you, you try and get them both. That's, that's the end goal. You want all the experiences plus your Switch. Like, mm-hmm. we know that happens for people, but I, I can't see you missing out on what Sony has to offer because I think it really is next level above what you see on the other consoles as far as narrative storytelling in a game that gives these engaging fun experiences. Yeah. To put it in another way, it'd be like saying, well, I have Netflix, so I'm only going to watch the movies that come out on Netflix. If it doesn't come to Netflix, I will never see it. (laughs) It's like some of the greatest examples of movies or in this case of video games are on the other platform. That's just the way it is. Sorry. It's true. And I mean, Game Pass is essentially Netflix where, you know, you might find a gem here and there, but overall it's just more quantity over quality sometimes. Yeah. You're going to have those quiet months where you're looking forward to what gets released. And then you, you're told it's like me with PlayStation now and it was Street Fighter five or whatever. And I'm just like, ah, cool. Yeah. And awesome. Watch too. And Watch Dogs too. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm with you there. So uh, Takeda sends the two questions yet again. So we come across a briefcase, Lucas, with $100,000. Mm. What's the first thing that comes to your mind to spend it on? Now, it's not like it's certainly I, I don't want to use the term. It's not life changing money because it is. But it's not like you're like, I'm quitting my job. Right. I'm financially secure for the rest of my life. So it's a reasonable amount of money to sit there and say, holy crap, I found money. Let's blow it on something stupid. So what do you yeah. buy? Uh, I mean, if you know me, you won't be surprised by this at all. And it will completely fit into what I was just talking about. My first, like, I would probably try and be like, all right, listen, honey. I I mean, I found the money, which means I get to spend it on whatever I want, which means I'm buying the car that I want. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd probably spend it on the, uh, the new Nissan 400 Z that's coming out, which is the spiritual success for successor, uh, generations down the line of the car that I have now. Yep. Um, but then she talked me down and say, well, no, that's stupid. Why would you spend that much money on a car? Let's put it into a house. So that's probably, <laughs> yeah, get, we could get this minivan and still have enough left over to buy a house. So, and I'd be like, that's, that's not fun though. Minivan. It's true. At least my wife hates minivans too, so I have that going. Oh, okay, that's not so bad. Um, what about you? Yeah, I I would be somewhat responsible with it too. I think because, like you said, it's not you know life changing amount of money, but it would solve a lot of problems. So, I think all debt first. Let's get rid of all that. So yeah, under my student loans, any credit card bills, pay off the cars we have now. I'd like to get a new car, but let's start just by paying off what we have. Um, then I would probably actually invest. A little bit in my gaming setup so like pc mm. yes like let's let's do it upright let's put money aside for the next gen consoles let's get something really nice for my wife like she wants 
one thing she talked about before, but she wasn't sure she wanted. But if we could build like a craft room for her, she'd totally use it. It was one of those cricket. Yeah. Have you seen those things you can print? My, yeah, my wife wants that too. <laughs> yeah. And we almost bought we almost I almost bought her one with the last stimulus check. And then she's like, I don't know if I'd use it though. I don't know if I know how to use it though. And I'm like, well, you gotta learn. And I was like, so it's kind of, you know, yeah. Well, but I'd probably set her up with that to accommodate for me wanting to get the electronic stuff and then uh probably just put if there's any left, uh put it, you know, towards the mortgage and just help pay that down. Because I owe less than a hundred thousand, so I the responsible thing is probably just like let's pay off my mortgage. Yeah, well, yeah, I like, mean that's like banking the money. So, but it's like, mm, yeah, Mister Responsibility over here. Look at yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, his second question is: We're given the okay to design our own custom Xbox Series X. What's the theme? Hmm. Well. Since you're not making it specific to any game and uh, the Xbox has no games anyway, I'm always, I don't know. I'm always partial to like a, a good galaxy theme. I'm sure you could, if you've ever seen any of my artwork for like flux post or anything like that, I end up using galaxy stuff. Uh, I have on my surface go, I have like a galaxy cover on it. Um, so I don't know. There's always been something about space that has always spice. spice. Uh, maybe I would, you know, combine that with some sort of spaceship of some sort. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like a good galaxy or space theme. Uh, I think there's a lot of color and interesting detail that you can do, but it's vague enough that you're like, oh, I don't like, you know, Master Chief on the side of my Xbox, my right. my rectangle. So, I, you know, I'd go with something kind of vague like that, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. So I thought about this question, too, because I'm like, man, we've seen some of these custom ones that like Xbox Pope is doing for PS5s lately. And I feel weird because like the Xbox Series X is like you said, it's a rectangle. I'm like, yeah. so whatever design you put on it really isn't going to change the feel for me for some reason. Like, I don't know why, but to me, I'm like, what's what's the difference? Can it's I, still I gonna be a- not look like the Xbox series X? Cause I think that's what I do. Yeah. It's just four long sides. I mean, people are going to skin this like crazy. I'm sure the people who make those uh, vinyl skin things oh, yeah. are so excited. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be super easy to do that way. You just leave the top open. Cause that's where the vents are anyway. So yeah, it would be, it would be amazing. Um, but I mean, if I had to pick a design, I'd say I'd probably like to see something done uh, cyberpunk or um, like, Oh yeah. Fallout themed, but not so much like, hey, don't just slap the new Coca-Cola guy on the side and just be like, I don't want right. that. I want it to look like a rustic, like we found this Xbox Series X in the wasteland. Yeah, that's always Go cool. And do that. Like, I think that would look good if it like steampunk-esque where it's like run down and rusty, but looks kind of like that. I think that'd be kind of cool. Like Brotherhood of Steel Armor yeah, or something totally, like that. Yeah. Totally, totally. Uh, and your recommendation in the chat also, that's going to happen for sure. <laughs> and nobody will know what we're talking about. It's our little secret tee <laughs> We do it all the time, folks. You just we do. Uh, next question comes from Garrett. Uh, now the X cloud is coming out of beta and is included with game pass spoilers. Does that entice you to try out the service? My impressions on X cloud and stadia has always been good to middling with frequent screen tears and text being too small on your phone screen. Given the current situation, I'm not traveling at all. And the games in the go feature does not add much value to my gaming habits. Um, so yeah, that, that news broke early today. And I don't, do we have an article on it? Yeah, I did. So I guess we're not covering that later. We'll cover it now. Uh, so yeah, Xbox is is launching um, XCloud, which is their streaming capability uh, to 
basically Game Pass Ultimate in September. So if you now with Game Pass Ultimate, you get Game Pass on PC, you get Game Pass on your console, you get uh, Games of Gold, uh, and then all that stuff there. And now you're getting XCloud as well, which is just insane. So you can play and you can take your phone to work and play your Halo Infinite on your phone, and then go back home and play it on your Xbox Series X or jump to your PC later on. And wherever you're going, you can take your games with you. Um, you know, assuming you have good internet access to do so. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. So I did try out xCloud, the beta. I did have access to it. And I, I guess I still do technically. Um, and I, I agree with Garrett. Like it ran just fine. But I just found the screens on my phone to be just kind of too small to want to play on that. Like I think the smallest I can even deal with portably is like the Nintendo. Um, the Switch. Mm-hmm. How that works. Like that's the smallest I want to go. However, if this starts being able to do so like on your PC then that's a game change. That's a whole different story right there. Like that would be good to be like, okay, I'm going to the beach house. I, I am not, I don't feel like taking the console and I can't take my tower so I can just play on the laptop, just bring my controller. I'm good to go. I think that'd be kind of awesome. So I definitely think it's just another insane thing that Microsoft is doing that just making this value hard to turn away for, I think a lot of folks and, you know, having not sold as much as like PS4 did this generation, I think Xbox is really doing everything that they're capable of right now to try and entice people to switch over, you know, short of, you know, the exclusives, which we'll find out more next week as to what they have up their sleeve. But uh, the, the value is just getting harder and harder to turn away. Where you're looking at $15 a month, you get game pass on console PC and Nextcloud Now is just nuts. It's true. It, it's an interesting strategy for them to take. And maybe it's a better one instead of trying to go head to head with the exclusives game. But, um, you know, I was very impressed by this. I saw the news on somebody. I think uh, I saw it on Discord and was just like, wow, that's crazy. Now, I do not do Game Pass Ultimate, actually. I'm only doing for PC uh, the beta, I guess is what they call it. I feel like it's going to be in beta forever. Um, But this should probably answer the question to you. Would I upgrade to game pass ultimate to be able to use X cloud? No, not right now. Uh, I've never been a mobile gamer either. Mm -hmm. I am. I'm sure there's people like me where I can never really sit down on a crowded bus and get into a game. It's very difficult for me. I don't know if it's because I get distracted or if I'm just bummed because I'm playing on a small screen or, or what the case may be, but it just never has worked for me. And even the switch I play docked and I've talked about it before. I play that thing docked like 90% of the time, probably. So it's not enticing to me at all, but I do think it's a good option because like we've talked about, we all game differently. Like I'm not bemoaning anyone who decides to play Xbox on their phone or whatever. That's awesome. You told 12 year old me that this was going to happen. I'd be like, well, I'd say what's a cell phone, but I'd also be like, that's amazing. So the 12 year old inside of me is excited for everyone else. You have a 12 year old inside of you. Me, me, 12 year old me is excited. Oh, oh not I, the other 12 year old that I, I was have. About to make a phone call. Like I thought Chris Hansen was going to come walking by. Or something. <laughs> Hi, sit down. <laughs> this is my house. How did you get in here? <laughs> um, all right. So next question. Last question comes from Haley. When can Kevin and Haley do a show together? Winky face. Over my dead body. Oh, see, that's not the response. I actually responded to it in Discord because I actually thought she posted it in a different <gasps> room, not the prime in response to my question asking. Uh, oh. 
because we're making fun of Delvin Cox and how he forgot he had Jason on the Delvin Cox experience and then tried to cover it up. <laughs> but we won't talk about that. Um, I said, yeah. I think it might be time for Haley to make a primetime appearance if she can make it happen time-wise. I know we're we're kind of the stingy ones in the group where we're not going to move our times for anybody, really, except for ourselves. So yeah, We've already tried to do that for ourselves, and it barely worked. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> Most of them were like an hour before, we're supposed to record, like, hey, you feel like doing this night, or should we, should we just not? So. <laughs> How you feeling? Like putting our little toe in the water and be like, so what you thinking? Yeah. So, uh, yes, Haley, the invite is out. So if you can make it work during our time frames, we'd be happy to have you on and see if you can, if you can tolerate the shenanigans here. I know she, she gets a lot of shenanigans though from, from Dev and, uh, Delvin on the PSXP. So, yes, I have, I have, uh, my, mine ears have been blessed with the sounds of the PlayStation experience and, uh, they do get up to some, some shenanigans. So maybe, just maybe she can tolerate us, but she will be I mean, one of the next level. Like, let's be honest. They, that show just tries to copy what we do, like down to the sound effects. They, they were, you know, messages had the same sound effect. I mean, it's coach Mo, which I mean, makes it all the better, but I would say they're on brand for the prime, ex- like okay. the, the prime experience as a whole, not just the PlayStation experience, but it's like the uh, JV squad. Yeah, exactly. You want people to 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 understand what they're getting into and be able to say, yes, this is PSVG material. It's kind of like when you see a humor website and you're like, why do all these people write exactly the same? Well, it's because it all filters through like three people. See, there's a reason why we're the flagship, whatever that means. Whatever it means. That sounds good. So, so Haley, you're getting called up from the minor leagues to the big leagues for your chance. Boom. Uh, at bat. So let us know. So, Lucas, with that... That wraps up our questions. So thank you, everybody, for letting us answer your ridiculous questions and heeding our call, our request, and uh, giving us some shenanigans to talk about. We appreciate it. You can always let us know at Twitter, at PSVG Kevin. You can let me know, or over in the Discord, head over to psvg.blog slash Discord to get the link and access to that. So thank you, everybody. But it's been a week, so it's time, Lucas, to talk about the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. So, we talked about Game Pass Ultimate, so that knocks out one of my stories, so why don't you first then? Okay, Uh, so this was an interesting story, I thought. And I, I, I bring it to you, and hopefully you think so too. Twitch says... U.S. Army's fake giveaways violated its rules. According to a report by The Nation, what nation? I don't know. Just The Nation. Army Esports streams on Twitch regularly featured an automated chat prompt with a link that promised a chance to win an Xbox Elite Series 2 controller. Hmm. So not, you know, not some Power A or whatever. Yeah, no, this is a couple hundred bucks. Legit. I think that would get plenty of people to, to click on the old linky link, but Twitch viewers who clicked the link were taken to an army recruiting form with no mention of the controller or the drawing. How does that make you feel? I mean, that's, that's just kind of wrong. Um, but who's streaming that has like, why does the U S army have a Twitch stream? They have an esports team. Why? 
because like in every other sport, they felt like they needed to have a team. I don't know. I mean, like, is this how I can serve my country? Because, I mean, I'll do this. Yeah, well, they have a I don't, don't want to go to war with anybody, but I'll play Fortnite if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> they have a whole, like, Twitter and gaming esports presence, apparently. I don't know where they compete at or anything like that. I mean, I feel like any team that they have is really just there as a mouthpiece and not really there as, as uh, any sort of actual competitiveness. Uh, there was some backlash against Twitch for allowing the ads on its platform, but apparently they weren't aware of what was happening and they have put a stop to the quote promotion because how do you promote something that doesn't exist? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, and I mean, it's honestly, like it doesn't sound like this was an ad that they were running. This was just like a, a Twitch bot putting links in here. saying like, Hey, please click here to enter in for this. Like, so it's not even like Twitch wouldn't even know, like unless they were monitoring that streams chat, how would they even know that that was going on? Right. And there is no mention actually, now that you say that uh, in this article that I think they did reach out to the military or the military, the U S government uh, to see if they would say anything about the article, but they don't mention, did they put it there on purpose? Was it even them? Was it a joke? Like this, uh, how do you, you obviously have to have some sort of access to the channel and to be able to modify something like that and set it up. But, you know, they removed it obviously, but it's not said like who set this up. Right. Was it actually somebody at the U S government army.com? Did they do that? Yeah. Or did a chat bot just automatically insert itself into their, is this Russia? Did Russia do this? I, I probably. I mean, that makes sense. It all I, comes together. The real question we need to address here is: Do they have a rivalry with the Navy esports team? Because that's supposed Don't, to happen, right? Navy, Air Force—they all hate each other, even though they're all fighting for the same right. side. Totally How's that work? Dude, I just find this so bizarre. Like, I I, I follow some esports things, and I literally didn't know this existed. Like, why? <laughs> I think there should be like a a short documentary on this because it is interesting that they have, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a recruiting tool, no matter what. Right. It's the I, same it, reason I, why they, right. Yeah. The same reason they released that America's army game or whatever, but whatever the case, I think now somebody, now they actually have to hold a drawing to win the controller. That's best case scenario. I think. Yeah. The least they could do. Right. It's just weird. And you think so? They said, you know, this the terms of service promotions on Twitch must comply with all applicable laws. This promotion did not comply with our terms, and we have required them to remove it. I'm surprised they didn't get banned. That's where I was going. So they violated terms of service, and they're not permanently banned forever, like somebody else we have to talk about. We're contractually obligated to talk about every week. <laughs> yeah. Disrespect everybody. That's right. This story continues to go on, Lucas, and just baffles everybody. So finally, uh, making the rounds last night slash this morning um, all over the place. I mean, dude, he was on CNN. Like, yeah. So he's still out there. He's now talking, which I think personally is a good sign. Because I don't know. I've got yep. to around talking about this a little bit, believe it or not, that when thinking about what happened and the fact that nobody would talk about it, like my mind immediately went to some dark places like child pornography ring or something like of that nature. I'm like, Oh my God, did something like really bad happen that nobody will talk about it. Yeah. 
I feel like that can't be the case now because he would have to be arrested at this point. He would not be allowed to have access to computers and online gaming consoles. And then he certainly wouldn't be on CNN. Like his lawyers wouldn't let him talk at all. Right. Um, so he is talking somewhat, but he's still, uh, his statements are, are very controlled by his lawyers. So he's following whatever they're saying um, to a T very well. He's not in character when he's doing this. He's being himself, you know, soft-spoken, you know, doing the right thing. And he's still saying that Twitch has not told him why yet. Um, and he stated in a couple different articles in the past two, because people were asking why his final live stream was so weird. Um, as far as like, he got a text message. He was clearly reading. He, he told his fans, we'll get through this. And then he kind of swore and the stream chat, the stream ended abruptly. Like had, mm-hmm. he's saying that, see this article here, he says he wouldn't go into any more detail, but he did a little bit. Um, he did say that his reaction to what happened there is about the environment this world is going through right now with, you know, he's like, I got a text message from somebody about something. He wouldn't get into the, that specific, but it made it sound like it was something based on, you know, somebody may have, COVID, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, something happened at a Black Lives Matter protest or something of that nature. He's saying it was unrelated to it wasn't anything about Twitch. He got the message about, and that's why he ended. He was watching a friend's stream. He got word of some sort of news, and that's what made him upset. It was not pertaining to this. He's he's saying at least. Um, but yeah, we still don't know anything. And I feel like at this point, because he's out talking, I think he's got to be trying to sue Twitch for something at this point whether it's a violent contract or something, because you think about if you were accused of doing something, the first thing your lawyers would tell you is don't talk at all. Yep. They wouldn't let him get on CNN right now. He wouldn't be talking to Washington post. He wouldn't be talking at all. And the fact that now he is makes it sound like he's retaliating against whatever's going on. And he's trying to, you know, almost make Twitch have to make a statement as to what's going on. Yeah. And I feel like that's what might, I don't know, you know, we still don't know why he's banned, but I think now at this point he's getting ready to counteract whatever actions were put against him. And I think he's going to be suing them for something. And that's why his lawyers are letting him talk a little bit and answer some questions and make appearances because you figure the, the streamer, and we've talked about this in the past too, where like Ninja said before he wouldn't appear at an event and take a day off from streaming unless it was at least 150,000 because that's how much money he could potentially lose with people. You know, if he misses a day. Yeah. If you take a streamer offline for months, that is very damaging for his audience to get and come back. Like he he may have a big burst when he comes back, just like Ninja's first stream on YouTube had a huge audience. Like, but what's the staying power after that? People are going to tune in to see what's going on because you've been gone, but you're losing fan base. Somebody may find somebody that they like better than Doctor Disrespect. Maybe they like Shroud. Maybe they like Ninja. Whatever. Um, that's costing him money. The longer this goes on. So I think he's retaliating to try and get something remediated quicker so he can get back to wherever he's going to be. I certainly don't think it's switch at this point, even if they unbanned him, I don't see him going back after whatever this is. Um, but yeah, I don't get it. They st- they're still saying violating terms of service, but they won't say what he's claiming. He doesn't know his lawyers are letting him talk about that and not saying, don't say anything. So I'm thinking he's getting ready to counter Sue. Yeah, that could be. I didn't I didn't think that, but it does make sense. And you would have to think if there's going to be a Dr. Disrespect brand after this, you do have to come out and say something or at least say, make it clear that it's not what everybody's thinking, or at least it's not as bad as everyone's thinking. But, you know, that does make sense. And it would seem like he's kind of gearing up for some sort of legal battle when you 
are kind of being coached on what to say and everything. You don't want to, I don't want to say incriminate yourself, but you don't want to say anything that'll be used against you when you're preparing some sort of uh, counter sue or whatever. So keep in mind, he was still working on that TV, that TV deal with Skybound Entertainment. That is still in the works. They have not canceled. He did confirm that that's still on the table. He hasn't been told that that's going away or anything of that nature. Um, So that's still on the table. So he's concerned with his brand there. Um, you know, him and Ninja were talking about different things. I guess Ninja's getting potentially an animated series. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was pitching to to Doc that it'd be great if the two of them had animated characters. And like yeah. Doc would be, you know, just like he is in, in his online persona, but in this animated world, which would almost make sense a little Fit. bit. Um, yeah. So he's he's concerned with that brand. And I mean he's lost potential sp- I mean he's lost sponsorships because he can't have Mountain Dew sponsor streams when he's not streaming. So all those deals are off the table and I think it's something you know weird where he's getting ready to protect himself and, and come back after it because it just doesn't make sense otherwise. But he's got a lot more to lose than Twitch does in this overall, regardless. Which it, it is very odd that Twitch won't say anything to me. I mean, it really is because it makes it almost feel more personal when they aren't willing to say what it is because it just it leaves so much open. You know what I mean? It's one thing to be like, well. He violated terms of service because like even in the uh, America or the army thing that I just said, they clearly specify what it, what was the problem Yep. here? They don't. And it, it just goes back they to well, violate. Even, right. They weren't even issued a temporary ban. Like not even yeah. for a week. Like you gotta keep in mind, like Donald Trump was having hate speech in his live streams and they, they he's back. He got banned before doc, but he, his live streams are back up and running. The U S army, was having fraudulent giveaways and they weren't banned at all. They were just told, Hey, knock it off. Like slap on the wrist, basically. Right. So this makes no sense. And the whole sexual allegations, things like there's been a lot of talk about that too. Still for the record, everybody, nobody has stepped forward and accused doc of anything. Yeah. So I, with everything going on, we see what the Washington Redskins today and all stuff like people aren't holding back that information if it's out there. So I really don't know what it is at this point other than you know, potentially something petty. Maybe doc was talking to somebody he wasn't supposed to talk about, about potential opportunities who knows. And that's the violation. But I feel like Twitch, why not just say that Yeah, because doc can get you now? Because if you, he's saying he was fired and he was not told why he was fired. That's, that's a lawsuit right there. That's in any job. They can't just fire you for no reason. Like that's yep. you're gonna face a legal battle. It's just, if it is just business yeah. then there should be no reason why you can't, point and say this is the part that you this is the terms of uh that you violated and this is why you were let go but to just say uh we have a rule book and you violated something in there that is a very vague statement to make as a company as a whole and probably a lot of people are upset with twitch i know uh some people that i talk to now kind of jokingly say well like what don't you have to do to get banned off twitch or banned from twitch or whatever you know, they're, they're kind of willing to, they have almost a, I think they do have a zero tolerance policy, right? So it is, people are getting banned for very good reasons and you have no problem with saying that, but then suddenly this comes up and it's like, is it the first time they've never made it clear why they've banned someone? You know, I don't know, but it seems like it. It's at least the most noticeable one. I mean, you, you have that Alinity girl who's throwing and abusing her cat Right, her boobs on stream and nothing's happening to her. People are calling out that too. And, and Twitch isn't doing anything, but well, and sometimes you can draw a conclusion based on what 
happened last, but here it's so it's so vague. It's behind the scenes. So weird. It's just weird. Like even, and I know like for those of you, if you don't like doc, like that's almost irrelevant at this point, because this is just such a fascinating story. The fact that we don't know anything. Yeah. That this is weird. Like if this happened to Ninja, I'd still be talking about this, even though I'm not a Ninja fan. Like it's just, this is such a strange story that, you know, the fact that this is hitting CNN and stuff like that, like ESPN is talking about this, like it's a big deal, whether you're into this, this or not it's notable and it's very strange. So yep. we will keep people posted as this story continues to evolve. Nice. You want to talk about another, well, since we're kind of on the sort of rumor mill, he sure. said, she said type type of thing. Let's go with another rumor that I hope is true. Actually an F zero Twitter likely associated with Nintendo has been found. It has surfaced it came to light that a, at Super Mario 35th uh, Twitter account had been created back in March of this year, the same month that reports came out of a potential 3D Super Mario remasters uh, releasing to commemorate the Super Mario 35th anniversary. The email linked to that account was extremely similar to those associated with official Japanese Twitter accounts for Splatoon and Super Smash Brothers, leading plausibility or lending plausibility that it was an official Nintendo account. And now... It's happened all over again today as of, as of this recording (laughs) via uh, VGC in at F zero JP. So Japan Twitter account has been identified for the F zero franchise. This F zero Twitter account was created in March, 2020 and has an email address that closely mirrors known official emails. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even want to say closely. It does. Like, they give examples in this article of, like, if you try and reset the, the password, which I find it funny that people can just try and do this. Like, they're basically just trying to hack into this Twitter account. Yeah. The email is identical for Super Mario 35th that was revealed last week. F0JP, the Splatoon JP, and the Smash Brothers JP all have the uh, what appears to be the same email address. Yep. And so, and they even go to say, like, it could be nintendo.co.jp because all of the letters basically fit in there. So what are your thoughts? New F-Zero game. Likelihood. What is the likelihood that you would ascribe to to this? I mean, at this point, I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't. I, I feel like the people would still be excited for that, and especially if they're not going to be working on... I know they're different games, but bear with me here. It makes sense that if they're not working on a Mario Kart right now... yeah put out something else racing on, on the switch. Cause even though they're not the same F zero is still a great game. Um, I wasn't so much into the GameCube one, which I guess was the last one they did. I believe uh, the super Nintendo one was just so much fun. It was so cool. And just so different that it was, it was worth seeing there. So I, I think it's pretty plausible, but one thing I noticed here, I, I find a little weird. So if you look at these examples of these reset password screens, you have, you know, Splatoon at Splatoon JP at smash bros, JP at F zero JP. But that Mario one is just at Super Mario 35th. Yeah. They typically have separate accounts for the different languages. Hmm. Hmm. But I mean, they're all, they all appear to be from same email address. So yeah, I'd be excited. And I think that would fit in the niche of we're all kind of been talking about here. And I've been giving Donnie a lot of crap for it too, is like, what's Nintendo going to put out for us the year? Cause we literally don't know anything. And they keep referencing this Mario collection. I'm like, okay, but what Mario collection? They've not said anything about this thing yet. Yeah. It exists at this point, but they're not talking about it. So I think F zero is something that they could stealth drop, 
I say, hey, you know, maybe announce it in the next month or so and then have it come out this year uh, because it's not the type of title that creates so much hype that people are like losing their minds over it. But it's a nice filler game. You're like, oh, man, I haven't played F-Zero in a long time. Let's go. Well, yeah, let's yeah. It fits that, you know, arms, uh, you know, Yoshi's Crafted World kind of vibe where like it's not going to sell a gazillion copies, but it's enough to get people interested and engaged. And I think there'll be some nostalgia factor there for sure. It reminded me of when they redid Punch Out for the Wii. I think it was. It was kind of like, you know, not everybody's into boxing, but suddenly you're like, oh, another Punch Out. Let's go. Like you said, Um, wouldn't it be horrible if it was like an adventure game (laughs) with Captain Falcon and you just like walked around and never raced ever? punch everything yes exactly (laughs) um yeah that would be weird but i will say i've been hankering to see like star fox adventures come back and that was one where like yeah you did fly in in the r-wing but a lot of the game was also in the ground and you play like as fox or that the female crystal uh was the the female fox thing like and that was still a fun game Mm -hmm. maybe you could do something like that i don't know what captain falcon would be doing but i mean it's going to be a mobile racing game. That's what it's going to yeah, be. I've seen, seen talks about that where like everyone's going to be lose their mind if it's that like just with anger, not in a good way. Yeah, it comes out as a mobile gotcha game where it's like okay, you know, four ninety nine gets you a chance to get Captain Falcon. Oh, otherwise you got to be uh, whoever drove the pink one or whoever drove yeah. the green one. And it's like nobody picked those. Stop right. it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if you gave like Captain Falcon a Streets of Rage kind of game with racing in between levels. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, I think. I mean, why, why do you have a character like that otherwise if he ain't gonna do some punching? They've made him because of Smash Bros. They've made him into this character that's you know tough. Where like in the racing game, you got none of that from Captain Falcon. Like it was just whatever. He's just a racer. You never even saw yeah. uh, between scenes. Like Smash Bros. made him into something else that I think like now he's got this reputation that's not warranted at all but now we this is what we associate with like falcon punch of people and falcon kicking he needs a game where he can do that so i i would be okay with it put some racing in between but you want to do some other stuff that'd be cool he races he he gets in fist fights mm-hmm. let's see what else he can do Come basically we're, what we're asking for is a nintendo version of yakuza because that's really what <laughs> it, it does sound like that <laughs> he's gonna do some racing and some karate moves maybe some drinking have some falcon punch Oh, I was wondering. You you brought it all back around. Look at you. I did. I did. I'm so proud of you, my Kevy. Uh, Next story. Yells. This one's a little not weird, but it, I didn't see this covered in a lot of places. So J.J. Abrams, you know, director of Star Wars, Star Trek, and and lens flaring and all that other kind of <laughs> stuff. Yes, he has a game studio. I did I not know, know that. that. No, so, I did not know about that. Bad Robot Games. Guess who mm-hmm. owns Bad Robot Games? Uh, I, I, you tell me. Tell me who owns it. Warner Brothers Interactive, which is up for sale. So Bad Robot wah, Games. Wah. But this is the thing. Uh, so it's it's been around since 2018. It's partially funded by Tencent, of course, and Warner Brothers Internal Game Development Arm, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Um, they currently are working with Fortnite developer Epic games on a mobile game called spy jinx. But the reason this is being talked about is they just hired former valve Oculus veteran. And I lost his name, which is not good. 
<laughs> I also don't see it. Oh, Anna Sweet. That's right. Anna Sweet is headed back to ro- is heading to Bad Robot Games to lead the company as this new CEO. So she was actually part of the Oculus development um, and all that kind of fun stuff there. And she's stepping in as CEO now of Bad Robot Games. That's interesting because as someone who's read uh, the book about Oculus and its formation and everything, I don't think Anna Sweet ever came up in the book. So I am not familiar with her whatsoever or what she even did there really. So let's find out. Let's let's Google Anna Sweet. But the reason I thought this was interesting more more so because I, I know obviously you you like film and stuff like that. Yeah. JJ um, Abrams. I find him whether you you like his design choices or directive choices to be one thing. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy all of his movie all of his movies. Like I think he he does them well. He has a certain flair for nostalgia almost with almost yeah. everything he does in these weird ways like. What was it Super 8? Was that the other one he did? That was very much like a modern day ET kind of Yes. He, he has the feeling of like a modern Steven Spielberg or something yes, like that. Which I love. So, I mean, I have no gripes here. And and to think that he's working on games, you know, obviously much higher level and probably only like executive producer level, but he might be greenlighting what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. Um so hold on here. So Sweet is a seasoned gaming executive, served as senior vice president of content community relations at game streaming startup and Twitch rival Caffeine, which I know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also worked on Facebook's virtual reality projects under Facebook VR and worked roughly for a year as head of develop- developer strategy for Oculus. Okay. So actual game development, more the business side of things, the running of the company. So she came around after Facebook came and bought Oculus. It sounds like, sounds um, like it, yes, that's where the book ended. So that okay. explains a lot then. Um, I mean, one, I didn't know he had a studio, but two, if that, if they're going to make something, I mean, obviously this doesn't mean it's VR or anything, but if he can lend that directorial style to video games, I actually think it would transfer transfer pretty well because it doesn't, I mean, it's changing now, but what we would consider like an eight out of 10 game, uh, we might not have as much of a taste for as a movie, but because I feel like the bar is a little bit lower to make a, a good cinematic style game. Um, right. however you feel about, like you said, his movies, they are kind of blockbuster hits and stuff like that. So that would lend pretty well to, uh, the type of, uh, exclusive game. We've talked a lot about exclusives, but those single player ex- cinematic experiences and, uh, have they really, has they, have they ever released anything, any no. games? Spy Jinx was the one thing they've been working on. It's been in, in development for over four years for mobile at this oh, point. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. It's, it's been weird. They, they, that game's Twitter account hasn't posted in nearly two years. So we don't know if that has an effect on what was happening. Cause they were working on this before they signed with WB period at all. So that, that might've been something that might've been scrapped because of their deal with Warner brothers. They were just like, they weren't interested in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. When JJ signed a $250 million deal, uh, to include video games, TVs, uh, and movies. So it's kind of like they basically bought J.J. Abrams. Uh, but the game division is up as part of the sale. I, I would imagine he has to have some sort of ownership rights over part of it because he he owns Bad Robot. Like that's not a that not a thing. It's just it's reality. Yeah, that's um, what it is. But yeah, I mean, like imagine not that the last Star Wars game was bad, but imagine if J.J. made a Star Wars game. 
like wrote the script and just did everything like from scratch like that. Yeah. With his familiarity and everything. Right. So I want to see it. So, I mean, like potential, right. That's, I mean, like nothing's been announced. There's really nothing going on in the, in the thing, but the fact that you just brought on a high level executive that has experience in the industry, you have to be working on something, you know, wouldn't just be a nothing scenario there too, especially when the studio's technically up for sale, they went and landed this person too. So like the future is not really necessarily stable for them, but they got, you've got to have something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see. I just thought you as a film fan and appreciative of what JJ does would be at least interested to say, okay, I wonder what this could possibly be coming down the pipeline. You can imagine WB has those IPs. That's true. A lot of IP that they can work with that they could give JJ as part of his, you know, toy box to play with. So who knows? That's true. I, I mean, it wasn't on my radar before, but now I will ha- at least I'll be familiar with it. If it does come up that they're working on something. Right. So why don't you see us out with the last story you got? All right. Um, you know, to continue my sort of uh, flabbergasted nature of Xbox and the things that they say um, or that the company, the people within the company say, the Xbox Games Showcase promises to be about just games. What? Can you believe it? A game showcase about just games? Uh, after a disappointing event back in May, Xbox Games is returning with another showcase next week. And according to marketing boss Aaron Greenberg, it's going to be an hour of nothing but games. Quote, the show has one focus, games, Greenberg tweeted. No business, devices, or similar news, just games. A whole show about an hour long focused on games. Now, maybe you can tell me because... As a PC gamer, generally speaking, uh, I probably have missed most of the Xbox game showcases that have ever happened. Was it? Uh, did they ever go, hey, here's a game showcase, but also we're going to talk about the, I don't know, remote control that's going to come out for the Xbox or yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah, typically their E3 showcases, they would talk hardware as well. They wouldn't focus too too much on it after like the first couple they did they made some mistakes there where they talk about how you know the xbox one initially like oh it works as your tv tuner too and you can hook it up and do all these great things yeah and 40 minutes talking about that stuff and everyone's like nobody cares i'm not gonna <laughs> use the xbox as my cable box yeah you know, things of that nature so they've done that in the past but i think the issue with this one and the reason they kind of stated out stating it out was like this because people are still waiting to be able to pre-order consoles or know when the consoles are being released Right. This isn't consoles are going to cost. We don't know any of this stuff. Right. And it's not even just like, this is what's coming up next year. It's like, no, this is what you can expect. This is what we were hoping to get earlier when they were supposedly showing off the uh, the series X. And then we still were kind of left with questions like you say, but what is it other than a gaming machine? Right. We want to know what we're going to be playing and it's got to be, they kind of, I feel like they dropped the ball and they have some ground to make up and it's got to have something there that isn't Halo for goodness sakes or Forza. Okay. Give us something that to look forward to that we, we haven't seen from you. Yeah. We, Donnie and I talked about this a little bit last night. This, this specific story broke after we recorded saying that's just me about games because we were both mm-hmm. like, are they going to talk about anything else or is it going to be just games? But yeah, this now it's clear. 
I'm with you. The rumor, though, is that people need to temper their expectations a little bit with the show because they're saying Xbox is still holding out on some stuff in anticipation that Sony has more stuff. Okay. With. Like this, this whole waiting game that these two companies are having is just absolutely insane. Where we're looking at these consoles could be coming out in the next three months. Like, but we don't have a date. We don't have a price. We don't have uh, anything other than we know we have the specs of the devices and we know some games uh, in Microsoft's case, we know we're getting Halo and that's really, that's all it's confirmed. We know there's a yeah. four coming cause there always is. Yeah. Uh, and it, there's other games that are coming down the pipeline, but we don't know what they are yet. So this is promising. Um, I will be live streaming the event with Donnie on the day it's out. I, I blocked off my lunch hour for break to actually cover this with him live. So nice. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know what they could show to counteract some of the stuff that Sony showed. And I don't know that they, that's going to be the anticipation. I think more they're going to focus on halo. I think is going to be a big chunk of this. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest is going to be just like, Hey, here's all the other stuff. And guess what? It's all in game pass guys. Game pass, game pass, game pass. I think that's, yeah, that's there is, is all the stuff that game pass can do versus the actual games for now. They definitely have to show halo. And I think they've pledged to show halo. The rest is kind of like, I they'll show Forza for sure. Uh, but it's going to be motorsport, which doesn't sell as well as Horizon does. So that's a different story there too. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think they're going to try and do this to compete with Sony. They're just going to put out what they have and say, "This is what we got." And by the way, you got 100 plus games on Game Pass. <laughs> Brought to you by Game Pass. Yep. It's going to be the word of the day. You oh, said yeah. Game Pass, and the alarms go off. <laughs> yeah, balloons drop from the sky, green and white, because of course. Interesting. I, I mean, I'm going to keep my eye on it. I might actually tune into this or, you know, more likely watch it after the fact. But you can watch it in 4K afterwards. It's going to be live in 1080p, but then the recorded version is going to be <laughs> 4K 60 frames per second. Why even watch it live then? Ugh. What am I, some kind of peasant? Well, because the internet just breaks all the news the second it happens. So if I can stream a movie in 4K, why can't I stream a live event in 4K? Especially when it's not really a live event, it's a pre recorded event. They're just. Yeah. De- live like so yeah. i'm with you I don't, I don't understand it either but i watched some dude some person i don't even know's youtube channel who has 4k hdr uh you know video blogs or whatever and you can't stream this to me in 4k come on it's video games i need all the frames all of the pixels and all of the h's d's and r's fair enough fair enough that wraps it up lucas what do you say we get out of here yeah let's do it where can people find you and other things you might be doing online? Uh, I'm on the Flexiposed Radio Hour, as we never have called it in our entire run. <laughs> and probably never been an hour, I don't think. Uh, so I'm on the Flexiposed Podcast. I'm also on Discord, Heavy Metal Riff. Come talk to me. I I was just telling someone what television to buy, or at least in my silly opinion so hopefully they don't take me up on that i don't want to be responsible for someone else's decision making and uh, i'm on twitter heavy metal underscore riff fair enough head on over to the website psvg.blog to find all the amazing things that we do all the other shows if you want to check them out as the aforementioned uh, jv squads as we call all the other shows on the network because we are the flagship show boing never forget it um so head on over there to find links to everything including that discord where you can come and chat with us all day as we basically don't do any work and we just talk about video games and other things that's pretty much what it does um also follow me at psvg kevin on all of the things at psvg on twitter 
for the overall network. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for telling a friend. But most importantly, we ask, as always, that you never stop disrespecting. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.